baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, WTIC News Talk 1080-1009. This is the Tuesday edition of the Will Marotti Show. Your common sense evangelist, Will Marotti, speaking. Uh, Matt Sorais back after the uh, wedding and after a successful toast, I understand, uh, back at the Master Control Panel. So good to have you back. Matt, um, <clears throat> every Tuesday we have a segment. <clears throat> excuse me. Every, seg- every Tuesday we have a segment with Chris Powell. Chris is a uh, writer writes for the Journal Inquirer, writes for several other uh, state newspapers, uh, news outlets, and also is the former managing editor of the Journal Inquirer. <clears throat> and we always talk about all things Connecticut, and uh, it's, always a, it's always a pleasure. Um, we, we don't always agree on everything, but we have a, a, a good time even when we disagree, and the things that we do agree on, we have a really good time. So uh, I want to welcome Chris back to the show. Hey, Chris. Hey, well, great to be with you. Hey, um you know, I, I opened up the program <clears throat> on this transgender dysphoria uh, information where they're, they're opening um, centers around the country, hospitals, and some, some highly regarded hospitals uh, to address the, uh, the transgender um, <clears throat> confusion. And they're talking with kids as young as four years old. They believe that's the uh, that's the age, and um, and I understand we live in a, a free country, and and if you, when you do, there's things that sometimes you have to uh, uh, uncomfortably accept. You may not like it, but you, you have to give people a right to do as they're going to do. And I have no problem with that. I have no problem with it. if you're an adult, and at some point in time, you you come to the realization that even though you're biologically a man, you think you should be a woman, or vice versa, and you're an adult. Fine, I say go for it. But I, I can't believe that we're targeting children, and this is happening all over the country. Um, I, I want to talk about the story that, that you wrote about the Bill of Rights, the Parents' Bill of Rights. And, and this would fall into it because a lot of times this gets done under the radar. I've, I've read stories where kids have been given puberty blockers without the parents' approval or knowledge. Uh, I think it's wrong. I think it's totally wrong. I th- they're receiving transgender counseling without parents' knowledge. So before we get into the, the the parent bill of right, which I don't know if it's strong, if it's if it's you know maybe just a starting point. What what is your overall thought about this this trend of of of, of promoting transgenderism in, in elementary schools? Well, it's certainly a distraction from uh, education, which we used to think was the purpose of, of, uh, of schooling in the, in the country. Uh, I guess it's part of what they consider social-emotional learning. They can make an argument for it that, look, parents 
don't raise their kids anymore. There's so many kids in the country, probably 40% of them, that uh, don't have uh, much parenting in the home. Fathers aren't there. Uh, I think schools are uh, <laughs> very happy to get into uh, social-emotional learning and transgenderism and uh, uh, all this personal stuff because there's there's no proficiency tests for, yeah, uh, no for that. And, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if the schools fail in education, well, we can, you know, do this psychological stuff to the kids and nobody will ever see if we're failing or, or, or not. Uh, you know, I <clears throat> certainly understand if you got a mentally disturbed kid and and class that's uh, going to make schooling uh, harder, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I think they're encouraging this stuff a little too much. I think, uh, you know, as Bob Stefanowski said in that Parents' Bill of Rights uh, uh, the other day, uh, and as Florida is, I think, recognized as well, there's uh, there, there's a, an age where maybe it's appropriate to discuss this stuff, and there's ages when it's, it's not. Uh, in Florida, uh, they they got uh, accused of having the don't say gay law yeah. because they don't want to discuss sexual issues uh, in before uh, fourth grade. Uh, I mean that doesn't have anything to do with uh, homosexuality particularly. It's just uh, the decision that it's not appropriate to bring up these subjects with the sure. the youngest kids. Uh, I think that's uh, that's right. Uh, you know, here in Connecticut, uh, you know, my big objection is. Has been we have uh, formal school policies in Hartford and New Haven, and I think some other towns, uh, where uh, the schools are going to refuse to inform parents yeah. about the gender dysphoria mm -hmm. of, uh, mm -hmm. of their kids uh, in, in in school, and they're going to refuse to inform parents that uh, the schools are assisting the kids in changing their names and and presenting themselves as uh, a sex other than. Uh, their biological sex, unless the kids want their parents to know, and this is basically to usurp the custody of the uh, of the children. I mean, I, I find that uh, that appalling, but uh, that is uh, formally policy now in the Hartford New Haven school systems and some others. It's happening throughout the country. It's uh, rightly becoming uh, constitutional. I, I wish uh, <clears throat> that uh, Stefanowski's uh, Parents' uh, Bill of Rights said. And address that. Instead, yeah. it really addressed only the uh, the issue of uh, transgender boys participating in, uh, in girls' sports, and that was that was a start. If you've got the school systems now uh, treating uh, kids uh, for their their mental illness uh, without the knowledge of parents, I mean that's. Uh, that's totalitarian. It should be illegal. It should be criminal, Chris. I, yeah, I, agree. I, I did I agree. not. I did not send my child to school, and and both of our kids at times were in public schools. I did not send my children to school and relinquish my right as a parent in doing so. I never signed anything like that. I was never asked you. You know, do you want to? Uh, uh, you know, not be contacted if there's an illness. In fact, just the opposite. Who do we contact? Who's the second person we contact? Do they have any medication? We can't give medication. I mean, I remember for years they couldn't give Tylenol for crying out loud in schools. Now we can give puberty blockers. Well, I don't know if certainly uh, not in Connecticut, uh, to my no. knowledge. No schools are giving out. Uh, puberty blockers or other other medicine uh and and this was a great misunderstanding uh that arose from uh the suspension of the nurse in the uh the Hartford uh, middle school over her mm -hmm. disclosure that yeah. 
schools were uh, withholding uh, this crucial information from parents. People thought that she'd said that uh, the schools were giving out puberty blockers. She didn't say that, and no, the schools are not doing that uh, in Connecticut as far as we know. However, uh, we do know that the schools are doing a lot of secret things with uh, with kids and and education and uh, are withholding much information from the public that the public has every right to know in uh, in many respects you can't you can't get a teacher's evaluation uh, in uh, in 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 Connecticut because that's exempt uh, from the uh, the freedom of information law uh the uh, the Enfield school superintendent refuses to tell the town where that uh, stupid pizza sex assignment came from how it got into the school system uh, uh they're 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 covering they're covering that up uh, I've been struggling this week with the Hartford school system to find out whether the nurse who was suspended in uh, in March uh, was uh, was fired and if she's appealing or firing. I finally, after many weeks went by, got the uh, school system to uh, send me the uh, the letter that uh, it sent to the the, uh, the nurse uh, dismissing her back in uh, July. It took me to. Uh, in the middle of September, to be able to get this information, and uh, and and this week, even this week, they will not tell me whether she's filed an appeal with the state board of mediation and arbitration. You know, the the problem with public education in Connecticut, will, is it's not public at all, and if it's not public at all, it doesn't deserve the public mm-hmm. support, and the, the government should just, you know, give parents vouchers and let them buy their kids' own education. You know, the the schools are getting too secretive, too unaccountable, and as we can see in this transgenderism business they are usurping uh parental custody mm-hmm. I, I read a story we're talking with chris uh powell from the journal inquirer i read a story uh friday about baltimore and uh, a big spike in baltimore where parents are pulling their kids out of public school and putting them into parochial schools the problem is they don't have enough teachers in the parochial schools to handle the the surge and, and I, yeah, I think yeah, that's look, probably look, we, true in other states. We badly miss the old Catholic school system uh, here in uh, in Connecticut. Uh, it, it had competence and it had efficiency. Of course, it was it was it was built on the uh, free or discounted labor of the uh, of the teachers, uh, which was really unappreciated public service. But uh, it maintained discipline. It maintained standards. Uh, and it was concentrating on academic education, and uh, we missed that. Well, I think as 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 parents, whether it's a two parent household or a single parent household or grandparents, I I'm at a point where I I feel like guys, you got to get involved here. You've got to advocate for your children, your grandchildren. You need to know what's going on. I think the problem is most folks are just trying to take care of business, work, take care of their family, do life, whatever. But the other side is the other side is far more aggressive. Progressives are far more aggressive and far more uh, uh, initiating about these things. And we just sit back, and then next thing you know, we're trying like, what happened, right? Are they doing puberty blockers in Connecticut now? No. Are they doing it in other schools in other states? Yes. And will they do them in Connecticut next year? Probably not. But what about five years from now? What about seven years from now? Because these these progressives are incrementalists. They know they can't get the whole pie at once and so they keep nibbling at the edges until they get where they want to go and and i feel like if we don't start standing up and speaking out now i think maybe it's already too late in some regard but i feel like parents and grandparents have got to take responsibility for their kids they need to protect their kids because the public education system is not going to well you got to remember you know 40 percent of the kids in this country are growing up without a father in the home 
many are being raised by grandparents because their well, that's what I'm saying. Father is abandoned. Somebody's got to get in the game. Well, look, the, this is social disintegration, and it's the overarching problem in the United States. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're dealing with here. Society is falling apart for a number of reasons. Uh, part of it is the corruption of prosperity, but you know we do not we do not have strong families anymore, right. and uh, you know rebuilding strong families and uh, making people uh, want to take responsibility for their children is. Uh, is an enormous challenge, and then mm-hmm. look, the schools are doing dealing with this, and they have to, you know, play the hand they're dealt. And when you you get half your kids uh, are not being raised right, they 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 don't know any manners, um, and you can't even get a parent on the phone. You know, it's hard to condemn the teachers uh, too much. I, I think you know this is why they'd rather do social emotional well, learning. Well, no, and I, I'm not condemning the teachers, but I am condemning the administrations for putting this kind of stuff in place. I, yeah, well, I don't think no, it has. There's, there's very little political courage to enforce standards and anything in in government and and uh, you know social behavior anymore. And uh, if you, you let your standards down, you lose everything. And 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 who can enforce that, Chris? Uh, who should you know, in enforce the end, that? It's it's the public's responsibility to uh, to do so. But if mm-hmm. the public is corrupted uh, completely, uh, that's going to be uh, you know much harder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I want to talk about the next story that uh, up here. Uh, I, I saw on on a video the, uh, this morning. In fact, someone sent it to me. It was a black pastor in Chicago, and he's and he's t- talking to his congregation. He said, "You know something? If gun control was the answer to gun violence, Chicago would be the safest place in America, because we have more gun laws. We have the strongest gun control problem any city." In America, and and but yet guns are flowing through Chicago, but they're flowing into the hands of criminals. And and is it any surprise? Should we should we be surprised that we we're seeing this uptick in violence throughout the United States? People are you know you you, you almost don't go more than a couple of days, even in Connecticut, where someone's not shot and killed or multiple people shot and killed. <clears throat> Why do you say gun violence with the urban poor shouldn't be such a mystery? Well, because so many young men uh, in in the cities are growing up without parents. You have your natural male aggressiveness, which is a biological thing that has to be tamed by the family. And it can't really be tamed very well by the family if there's no father in the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what we're looking at. Look, Daniel Patrick Moynihan addressed this in the, the famous Moynihan Report in 1965. And I think James Coleman addressed it uh, in his report for uh, the uh, I guess health education and welfare department in 66 it was you know all all about the the failure of education the failure of the family we we've we've known this as a matter of sociology you know for decades and decades and decades and you know what do we do we keep breaking up the family with welfare we keep encouraging childbearing out, out of outside marriage with various uh, benefits and and we just can't talk about the issue now. The uh, you know some people in uh, in the city see this. Uh, you know I think black pastors know it uh, know it very well. Uh, 
there was a story in the Hearst papers last week that I hope mm-hmm. to, to write about. Mm-hmm. It, it interviewed a number of people in Bridgeport who <laughs> expressed the prohibited notion that, geez, we, we keep doing programs and programs and programs and they don't yeah. work. Uh, well, you know, the one problem with that story was never in that story did the word yeah. parent appear. No, because they can't fix that problem. Only those are, those are issues. Those are, I mean, I, I, people can reject this. Those are spiritual issues. They're only solved spiritually. You cannot legislate fathers being in the home you can't legislate responsible fathers not getting multiple people pregnant you can't legislate that it's impossible what well, one thing can, in this article i'm shocked at be, you can adjust people's behavior by the welfare benefits you pass out well you know, certainly that doesn't help I, paying for stuff that does not well, help well when 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 you and i were in school <laughs> the greatest terror uh, among you know young men was that they were going to knock up their girlfriends and get right, them pregnant. Right. And you know there were there were you know, a number of reasons for that terror. One was you know being held responsible. Another was the uh, financial burden that would be uh, inflicted on, on on the girl. And what have we done? We've 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 taken that terror away by telling people, oh, okay, you're, you you got pregnant out, so you're not married, you you don't have an education, you don't have work skills. Don't worry, we'll take care of it. You know, we'll give you a regular welfare stipend and a Section 8 voucher and medical insurance that sometimes is better than what working people can get in the WIC program and food stamps. Uh, you know, you want to destroy the family, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, this this is shocking to me. You You've got a statistic listed here. Chronic absenteeism rate in a Hartford school system is 44%. In New Haven, it's 58%. When I was in school, if I missed five days a year, it was probably too much, according to my parents. I, I just Those numbers are astonishing. I mean, how is that possible that there's oh, that many people that... You, you, the kids don't have parents at home, and you know the mother is is is, is stressed, uh, you know, just to maintain the the household. Uh, you know, she well may have a a, a drug problem. Uh, it's you, you don't have parents, and yeah. that, that's you know that's what it is. Getting the kids to school is a basic part of life, and they can't do it. Uh, now, this chronic absenteeism uh, figures, it doesn't mean the kids never show up to, to school. It means that they they miss a lot of classes, so much so that they're considered chronically absent. And, you know, you're not going to educate them if they're not, they're not in school. Uh, it's not just hard for New Haven. I, I think Manchester uh, here, uh, during the uh, virus epidemic, it, it had a chronic absenteeism rate of uh, something like near 25%. Um, but, you know, this is another sign of the the social breakdown that we're, we're, we're dealing with. These kids grow up, they got no education, got no job skills, they've never mastered basic English and math, they, they, they come out of high school, and what are they going to do? Uh, they, they see, oh, there's good things to be gotten out there, but mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, they're not uh, in a position uh, to, to get it. Uh, you know, the guns start looking very attractive to them. Yeah, and, you, and you're never going to remove guns from society. There's more guns than people in the United right. States. Right. And, you know, your gun laws are futile, as you right. just noted. In Chicago, tough, toughest gun laws in the world. Well, <laughs> There's 50 murders a week. Right, right. 
Oh, Chris, we could talk. We could go on for this for hours. There's so much more to talk about. I have to wrap this up. I do want to make one distinction though between the time that you were in school. You said when we were in school. I have a little <laughs> distinction between when I was in school and when you. When I was in school, I, I remember using like the Encyclopedia Britannica. I think you were still on the New England Primer when you were. <laughs> I think I uh, I had Noah Webster for a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Chris Powell, Journal Enquirer. Thanks so much, Chris. Appreciate your time. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break. Commercial news. I'll give the second third of the amen list, and then uh, we'll be back with more of your calls, 860-522-9842. Right here, Will Murray. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. WTIC News Talk 1080. This is Local Radio, the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. You know, I know that uh, for some of you, for some of you, it, it, it comes across to you that, you know, talking about things like transgenderism, talking about this, the the broken family issue. It, it, it comes to you as almost radical. You're like, oh my gosh, can't believe you're talking about it. But, but that's, that's how bad the culture is. That's how bad the society is. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we wouldn't be talking about giving four-year-olds counseling about transgenderism. We haven't even thought of. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I mean, you know, you'd be considered insane. Now we're talking about the fact that you can't say pedophile because it stigmatizes a group of people. And so you have to call them minor attracted persons, maps. Because, well, what's wrong with a, with a full-grown man wanting to have sex with a child? What's wrong with that? The fact that we can ask the question with a straight face is what's wrong with it. But that's how depraved the culture is heading. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Now, here's some good news. 860-522. Oh, let me give the second, third day amen list. 860-522-9842. KCS, Simon L., Melissa D., Elaine P., Pat A., Lonnie Mo, Teresa J., Patrick C., Stephen C., Karen S., Andrea L., Zeke H., John C., Kathleen S., Lisa T., Philip M., Alex D., Greg P., Glenn T., Jill G., Linda from Florida, Bob B, Patricia W, Mary from Middletown, and Teresa S. And I'll give the final third before the show is over. 860-522-9842. That's what I'm saying. This is how crazy things have gotten. And, and you, know, you just sit back because, because there's no pushback. There's no resistance. It, it just kind of takes its course. And, and I'm, I'm going to guess this is true. I'm going to guess there's more people out there that think like I do than think like the people that's okay for a grown man to have sex with a child. I'm, I'm going to think that. And But they're afraid. My gosh, we're just so afraid to speak out. We're so afraid to take a stand. No, people, you're in a conversation and somebody's talking about that and say, wait, this is crazy. What are you talking about? That's not normal. 
that's aberrant behavior. That's not that's not good for our society. That we're gonna have adults abuse children and and say, oh, that's okay. They're just attracted to minors. That's the answer. Here's some good news, though. And on, of all places, on, on, the, on the, the the day after the Queen's funeral, this coming from a study by the Church of England. Now, if it can happen in England, it certainly could happen here. Younger adults are more likely to pray than older generations, according to a survey from the Church of England published today, yesterday. Uh, half of UK adults report having having ever prayed uh, uh, up in some form, having ever prayed. That's, have you ever prayed? That's the question. So the majority of 18 and 34-year-olds, 56%, said, have you ever prayed? Yes. A third, 32%, said they, they prayed in the last month. In contrast, a minority in the 55-plus age group said if they've ever prayed, only 41%, when only 25% said they've prayed in the last, the last, uh, the last month. Now, the, the, the Savanta Com Research Survey talked to 2,073 United Kingdom adults. Nearly half, 48%, said that they prayed, with oh, just over a quarter, 28%, saying they prayed in the last month. I mean, if this can happen in England, this is good news. This is good news. Among those who prayed, the most common topics were praying for their friends and family, 69%. Praying for those who were sick, 54%. And giving thanks, 51%. Are you kidding me? The Reverend Dr. Stephen Hans, National Lead for Evangelism and Witness for the Church of England, said these findings really challenge the all-too-common assumption that young people are not interested in faith or spiritual things. And I would say that based on our, our church. We've got plenty of young people in our church that are interested in spiritual things. I mean, I, th- I think that's that's in- that's encouraging. I think. All right, uh, let's go to the calls eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Let's go to uh, James in Windsor. Hi, James. Hi, Pastor Will. How are you today? Good, good. What's on your mind? Yeah. Oh, I wanted. To How's just Pastor say- Felix feeling? Yeah. Well, he said thank you. Um, he he started this treatment yesterday. Okay. Uh, he got they they got the dots in the area that lead to that radiation. So he says um thank you, and um you know he said thank you very much. But I also wanted to mention that um, uh, um, my ex-wife uh, was a, is a school psychologist. I can't say exactly where. Okay. But um, what happened was uh, many, many years ago, like I would say about 10 years ago, um, we were talking, and, and we were talking about children who may have tendencies opposite their sex. So she said, yeah, well, well we got a memo stating that we couldn't, we couldn't like counsel them to like change their minds of fear of losing their jobs. Really? So I thought, I, yeah, wow. yeah. Well, it, it, well, I, it, I shouldn't, um, I shouldn't be surprised, right? I mean, why should we be surprised about that, James? Well, we, they it, can that, also be arrested. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought that was, I just wanted to enlighten you and 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 the audience on that. You shouldn't be surprised school, at that either, should we? Well, I, I'm not surprised that they don't take them out in the in the uh, parking lot and have them um, shot. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be soon. Well, that, that's so, what happens. That's what happens when the authoritarians take over. They start. Uh, yeah, and what, start one more thing is exactly when, um, like, see, God is a God of all of all because 
even when you try to remove him from the equation, that's when he really gets into your business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, you're, just, you're right. You're 100% right. I, 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 I completely I agree with that. Glory to God. Regardless of what's going on, he still gets the glory. Yeah, amen. 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 Okay, thank you, sir. James, thanks so much. Appreciate your call. 860-522-9842. Going to give a final third shout-out to the amen list. A little down, volume down a little bit. I think we're around... Uh, uh, yeah, 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 51, about 68 amens today. It, it down a little bit. Did not a record. Had a record yesterday. Tied the record. 82 yesterday. It's Tuesday. I understand. Let's go to uh, Litchfield and Dave. Dave, welcome to the show. Hello, Pastor Will. Yeah. Um. Listen, I spent four years in public education. My parents were educators. Between the two of them, they had a combined 64 years in public education. And one of the things that's happened is the parents have abdicated their roles as parents. I see more and more grandparents raising their grandkids. Divorce is a problem. I've heard, you know, baby mama, baby daddy. Yeah. I've heard phrases like sperm donor father. And as the parents have advocated their roles, there's a power vacuum, and nature mm-hmm. abhors a vacuum. When you have a power vacuum, something mm-hmm. steps in. So it's all these people. Mm-hmm. Now, I worked for a transportation company driving special needs kids, and they also did a senior taxi uh, in the area. And in this particular town, there are a lot of people of color there. And so I had a, uh, a fella um, who was a little older than me. Um, I was in my 40s. He was in his early 50s, an African-American fellow. And I asked him that I understand. I said, here's my question. I understand that many African-Americans, black Americans, bitterly resent being lumped in with the gay rights movement. And, mm-hmm. and I was going to ask him, is that true? So I started asking the question. He cut me off. He goes, hell yeah. It's they've snuck in under that thing. It. Being yeah. prejudiced against somebody because of the color of their skin is, is, is unconscionable. That's horrible. Right. Right. But judging somebody based on the fact that they have sex with children, well, I mean, you're a pervert. You're, you're a criminal. I mean, yeah. it, it's painfully obvious to most people. I don't think I don't know how far it'll get by calling it maps. That, that's ridiculous. Well, um, that's that's what they're, the movement is trying to do. They're trying to refer, and this is what they've, they were taught. Uh, an Austin high school teacher was caught teaching her class this and said they sh- you, you shouldn't call them pedophiles, you call them maps. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that's what's out there, John, Dave. Yeah. That's what's out there. I, I, I mean, that's what we're facing. And another thing too is that Lyndon Johnson, all that urban gun—that's a stupid term, gun violence. It's it's yeah. it's just these these gun control people don't know how to market their message. But <laughs> all all this urban violence, I blame it a lot on Lyndon Johnson. Yes, he did voting rights acts, but then he started the welfare program, yeah, yeah. which trapped many people of color in that system and. You go back to the Moors who invaded Spain in 711 A.D. They were black people. Well, they mm-hmm. brought higher math. They're mm-hmm. the ones who came out with the concept of zero. Um, they're the ones who came out with the, the it's called the Arabic numbering system. Before, mm-hmm. the, the, the Romans, the ancient Romans, had the highest value they had was M, which was mm-hmm. a thousand in Roman right. numbers. Right. Now, now a thousand, thousand, a million, it's one and six zeros with two commas. So, you, you know, it, it's oh, not the color that. I didn't know the Moors. The Moors introduced that. That's interesting. Wow. The, yeah, al- algebra comes from algebra in Spanish, which is an Arabic word. All the AL words in Spanish are Arabic. Algebra, mm-hmm. right, it's right. algebra. It's higher math. They introduced mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. in the Western world and in Western Europe. But, but um, you know, I mean, it's just they happen to just get slagged with that. But that pathology in the black community is now moving to the white community with all these, these um, I mean, white suburbia was a breeding ground for years, for decades in this country after World War II, for breeding ground for... Uh, Serial killers, but um, but yeah, I mean, I blame Lyndon Johnson and the Democrats are. I think they're just they got rose-colored glasses on. They don't even understand what what they've done, the damage they've done to the black. Well, I don't think community. the average Democrat does, but the average Democrat isn't driving the movement. That's the problem. The average Democrat isn't what 
they're not driving the movement. They're just kind of sit, going along for the ride. The average, the, the people driving the movement are people like you know the extreme progressive people. Those, those are driving the movement. Those right. are the people that are wanting to to introduce uh, gender uh, centers in hospitals and start counseling four year olds. Right. The, the well, extreme. the average Democrat, I think they many of them are starting to wake up. I mean, didn't you on your show say that a million people switch from Democrat to Republican? Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. So the average Democrat is starting to wake up. This is not the Democrat Party of, of John F. Kennedy. Oh who gosh! Man woman. How far from that? How far from that have we come? I would. Yeah. I could have been a Democrat with, with with Kennedy. I mean, you know, it's like now it's so foreign to think that the Democrat Party of John Kennedy is the Democrat Party of AOC. It's just it, it's it's insane. It's hard to believe. It is but, insane. Yeah. And it's it's not merely that they've. They've done these things, but they also get in the way of the working man. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember I had this, I had this Toyota truck I since sold to my brother. They replaced the, the chassis, the frame, the rod out. So I went to the, to the dealer, and they said, we're going to undercoat it first. And <laughs> so I said, well, are you ready with the undercoating? They said, oh, no, we've got to go through EPA regulations. You've got people blowing each other's heads off in the inner cities, and you're worried about Joe Schmo, Dave here, driving an old Toyota. God forbid if you get it repaired properly. You know, you're going you to eliminate everything. You might drop a piece of uh, undercoating and a, a turtle won't have a home or something. It's yeah, just, right. It is. It's insanity. We're, I mean, we're, we've been taken over by mass psychosis. It's just, uh, and I don't know, Dave, do you think it's too far gone? You know, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird because I have a T-shirt that says, once freedom is lost, it's lost forever. And it's a, a John Adams quote here. I'm wearing it, but I mean, Germany in the 30s and the 40s was was completely unfree. It was, I mean, dominated by the Nazis. Now they have democracy again. <clears throat> so the good thing is, in England and Europe, they don't have like the Rush Limbaugh's and conservative talkers. Yeah. They yeah. don't understand what Ronald Reagan did. Ronald Reagan, by taking away the fairness doctrine, opened up free speech. So I think there's a glimmer of hope because of guys like you yeah. and all the conservative talkers and People say, well, they spew misinformation. They both do on both sides. Sure. But that's where you gotta you got to pick and, and choose, and you got to study things, you know? I'm pretty careful with what I say. And, I mean, I, I, I believe it factually. I believe it by, by personal conviction. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I, I try not to be a provocateur. I want to I get the message out there. But I know what I say seems radical now because the, the country's so far the other direction. Um, this oh, would have been com- common sense. Women, common sense. Twenty-five years ago, say grown men shouldn't have sex with kids. That's common sense. Or or grown women, they, they, whatever, shouldn't have sex with kids. That's common sense, right? But now, yeah. now it sounds, you know, I, I sound almost radical that I would even be, you know, how how dare can you speak against that? You know, I don't know. It's it just uh, it's where we're at. Dave, thanks a lot for your call. I appreciate it very much. Okay, have a great bye. day. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. I'm going to do the final thirty amen list. And then a couple more calls, and we are going to be done. 860-522-9842 right here on the Tuesday edition of the Will Roddy Show, WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. Oh, man, we got time for one call. A quick amen. Shout out. Janet S., Chris P., Marianne L., JWMW, Richard F., David C., Rose B. from Windsor, Michael D., Michael S., Gregory P., Judith P., uh, Sharik Dor, Rob K., Christina I., and Jacqueline G. Thank you so much. Let's go to Jack in Colchester. Last call of the day. Hey, Jack. Uh, good morning, Pastor. I just wanted to uh, comment on the uh, cultural disintegration that we're uh, experiencing 
And uh, I posit that it isn't actually a new phenomenon. It's not just politically motivated, but spiritually as well. Mm-hmm. And it's the same adversaries who find the prophets uh, mm-hmm. speaking against in the Old mm-hmm. Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a cast of priests in uh, Sumeria and then in the Roman Empire once they were influenced by uh, the Eastern religions called the Galli or Gala. Mm -hmm. And they were a group of eunuch priests who worshipped the uh, great mother, Kybele. And uh, during their religious ecstasies would castrate themselves on their altar. And they would go around uh, from town to town in these processions where they wore women's clothing with uh, massive amounts of makeup. I mean, it, it basically describes a trans drag queen. I mean, that's essentially what they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, the abortion aspect as well, the, Carthagin- the Carthaginians uh, worshipped Tanit and Baal Haman. And uh, as part of that, they would put their children in the Tophet, the uh, Brazier. So, uh, so uh, you're making this, this correlation saying what? This isn't new? It's just dressed up differently? Yeah, I would say that they're motivated by... Uh, you know, based on the, the descent into witchcraft and Wicca that we see also. Uh, rebellion against God. That's, we sum it up as rebellion against God. Jack, thanks for your call. Guys, I'm out of time. Thanks so much, Matt. Awesome job. Thanks, Chris Powell. All Everybody called in. Thank you so much. God bless you. All the amen, guys. And I'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 